All right, welcome to Kitchen Open Late, the podcast from the back of house. I'm Chef Frosty. And I'm Chef Kwanzaa. All right, so last week we were talking about what makes a successful restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we have some pretty good ideas. Yeah, I think so too. Um, now, I know a lot of you out there might be like, what made you judge an expert? <laughs> I don't, I don't claim to be an expert. Places. Yeah, I mean, we work in places. Right. I'm not saying I'm, I know everything. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying here's what the fuck I think. Uh, and here's all the things I've noticed after, I mean, between us, what, 30, 35 years yeah, of experience? Something like that. Something like yeah. that? A lot of time. Uh, in a lot of different type of locations. Yeah. You know, you spend that much time doing anything. Was that the, the, the Bruce Lee quote? Mm-hmm. I don't fear anyone who's practiced one a uh, hundred punches once. Yeah. I fear someone who's, punch, who's practiced one punch a hundred yeah. times. Yeah. I mean, we you know we've we practiced a lot. Yeah, uh, which brings up an interesting point. So right now in the news, I don't know, have you heard about what's going on with Bud Light? No. Okay. So before I get into this. A lot of you are going to just start hearing what I'm saying and get pissed off. Give me a minute. Just hear, you get, get to the end. Okay? <laughs> Let me finish my point, and then you can hate me. Uh, and that being said, this podcast is not going to like discuss our sexuality too much. No. Well, I mean, we'll, t- we'll, we'll share stories and stuff, uh, but we're not going to get super political. We're not going to draw a lot of lines. But that being said, anybody who knows me at all... Uh, Let's just say I, uh, I I dabble on all sides of the rainbow, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, I'm an equal opportunity employer. Uh-huh. I'll accept all jobs, all right? Hand, mouth, foot, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there's nobody in line for this employment, you know what I'm saying? That's fair. Um, uh-huh. So all that being said, Bud Light is experiencing uh, controversy? Okay. Because they hired someone named Dylan Mulvaney to effectively be their spokesperson. Dylan Mulvaney is a trans woman. Okay. So, she is a woman, right. basically, is, is the point. What, man uh, to female? Male to female? I don't know. Okay. I know that she identifies as a woman now. Right. That's really all that matters to me. Sure. Uh, now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because... We're a podcast that deals with consumables, Mm -hmm. and Bud Light is one of them, and Budweiser stock is plummeting pretty aggressively right now. Really? A lot of people are, like, boycotting Bud Light. Uh, Kid Rock was like, he, like, pulled out, like, a fucking AK and was, like, (laughs) shooting up fucking, (laughs) like, 12 packs and stuff. Yeah. okay. I think you're a product, man. Now... Dylan Mulvaney, I don't give a shit. Like, she's she's cute. She's yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got good energy. She's charismatic. All those things make sense as a spokesperson. Right. But, a lot of people don't feel like it makes sense as a Bud Light spokesperson. Does she drink Bud Light? I mean, who... Okay, so that's the problem right there. <laughs> right. Oh, fucking, what's Bud Light's demographic? Fucking good old boys, fucking mm-hmm. college fucking parties. Right. Like, Bud Light is like, we're going to the fucking store, we're going to pick up some cheap beer. Yeah. Hey, man, fucking Susie's coming tonight, bro. Oh, shit, I'll get some Bud Light then. Like, right. we'll get something good, you know? <laughs> the best <laughs> of the good. worst, you know? Yeah. 
Bud Light is just, it's fucking piss. It is piss water. I, I say that having consumed a lot of Bud Light right. and Budweiser. It was always my go-to beer. Yeah. I, I'm not boycotting anything right now. I just don't drink anymore. Right. But when you think of, like, when you picture someone drinking a Bud Light, you're picturing, like, fucking frat boy at the beach. Yeah, I was going to say college students. Yeah, person. like... Most of your high school parties. Well, once you get out of college, you usually transition to craft beer. Right, exactly. Unless you're having like a cookout. It's just like a fucking cheap filler. Yeah, exactly. So they brought in a person who hired Dylan Mulvaney and suggested this whole thing. <clears throat> Basically, as a way to try and get new customers and promote inclusion. Right. Which are all great things. Sure. But I think the mistake is that Bud... Wiser as a company did not know their audience. Sure, that makes like, sense. Anybody can drink Budweiser. Mm -hmm. Who drinks it all the time? How do we get them to drink it more? Right. I mean, fuck. Why didn't White Claw come in and scoop this girl up? Yeah, that would make more sense. Like that would make more fucking like whatever, like uh, <laughs> Casadores fucking tequila or something. You know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Something or like a mimosas or whatever. Like right, okay, yeah. like you know, something a little bit more. I mean, God, with a little bit more... Yeah, not even that, like, just a little more class to it. Sure, Like, sure. Dylan Mulvaney presents herself as someone who is at least hip and stylish. Right. So, I get her making the choice to, like, well, I want a paycheck. Yeah. But it's just, like, man, like, I don't... Like, to me... I don't know why I wasn't, like, Larry the Cable Guy or something like that. Yeah. Like, that hey, makes sense. I like a beer that gets you done. <laughs> but that, get it in. Come on, sell right, itself. Exactly. But so the reason I'm bringing any of this up hmm. is because it's important to know your audience. Yes. To know who you're trying to woo. Yeah, yeah. That's For a better it. word. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say sell to, but that's not even yeah. it so much. It's who you're trying to captivate. Yeah. Who you're trying sure. to get the attention of. Not, I, I can't imagine, and I think the statistics would support this, I can't foresee a lot of LGBTQ plus, you know, ultra-liberal people seeing that commercial and being like, oh, Bud Light now. Right, yeah. And they've already got their preferences yeah, exactly. kind of figured out. And honestly, my, my issue with this thing is... The, the whole, like, oh, let's be inclusive thing. It's like, well, if you really want to be inclusive, cool. But if you're just trying to get a bigger demographic, then I feel like you're doing this wrong. Right. Because for me, um, when, like, we were talking about, like, during, like, the whole Black Lives Matter thing, people just getting jobs because they're black. Oh, yeah. It's not cool with me as a yeah. black man. Sure. And I was like, well, are they good enough for it? Right. That's what's important. <laughs> right. Like, don't just hand these things out like candy because you think it's going to make your image look better. Right. To me, that makes your image look worse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like going to a movie or anything, really. You expect a certain thing. Mm -hmm. It's like I didn't like Inglorious Bastards the first time I saw it because I expected a different movie. Okay. The second time I watched it, I loved it. Right. Because I understood what movie I was getting. I, I expected fucking Brad Pitt killing Nazis in a Tarantino-style way for two hours. Right. I got about 15 minutes of Brad Pitt, right. and then a very good other story. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't ready for the other story. I wanted to watch the movie I wanted to watch. Right, because they did promote Brad Pitt like he was going to be the right. star of the show. And it'd be like going to a fucking like barbecue smoked meat steakhouse, mm -hmm. and 
it turns out all they serve is fucking boiled fish. <laughs> like, you order a rack of ribs, you get a boiled fish. Right. You're gonna be like, uh... I'm not saying this is bad, it's just not what I expected, expected yeah. or wanted. Right. So, <laughs> trying to force an agenda through a medium yeah. is stupid from a business standpoint. I'm all for inclusion. Mm-hmm. I'm all for fucking doing whatever you want to do. As long right. as it doesn't hurt people, that's always the MO. Right. It'd be actual equal opportunity. Yeah. But, I mean, like, come on, Bud Light. You're making a stupid business decision. <laughs> now, if you, I mean, like, here's the, because they're still, they're splitting the fence. Mm-hmm. You can't have one foot in get her done and one foot in, yeah, girl. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it ain't going to work that well. Unless you show a commercial where everyone's partying together or some shit like that. Sure, that'd be great. That's yeah. a good idea. Mm-hmm. And then Dylan Mulvaney can be the fucking host. Right. Who gives exactly. a shit? Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Or what, I mean, like, I come up with, like, why don't you have a new product? You yeah, know, exactly. Not saying that everyone needs their own shit, but just, like, whatever. Just have mm-hmm. a new thing. Mm-hmm. Hey, in the interest of inclusion, we're including a new fucking thing for you. Exactly. Enjoy it. That makes sense. Dylan Mulvaney, like, mm-hmm. you know. Or if you can, here's the thing. Don't they have like seltzers or something nowadays? Yeah, of course they do. Why yeah. don't you promote that shit exactly. right there? Yeah. Fucking goddamn, that that's a no-brainer. <laughs> and you can make it was supposed to be. It, yeah, it should be. Come on, Budweiser, Jesus Christ, Anheuser Busch or whatever. <laughs> no, that's a totally different company. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting to just watch somebody not understand things. And I bring that up because it reminds me of so many experiences in our lives Hmm. uh, where we've just watched owners or managers (laughs) or whoever, servers, other cooks, sometimes sometimes each other, just not knowing what to do. Right. uh, And not understanding what... The mission here is. I know you've looked upon me and just been like, well, what are you doing? <laughs> is this not what you wanted? Like, no. <laughs> and I've, I've seen people do that as well, like trying to train people. Like you, especially with us, like we've got so much experience in a lot of things. Right. That we take a lot of the stuff that we do for granted. Right. Um, but this is also one of the reasons why when I when someone's trying to train me, I want them to be very specific in what they want me to do and show me how to do that thing. Yeah, I'm very familiar with exactly how much uh, specificity you require. Yes, because things get lost in translation. I assume certain things because I've done them so many times. Like I was trying to show someone how to cut lettuce and they were hacking it to to bits. Yeah, I'm like, oh, no, like I... I just want you to throw, you know, cut off the edge of the, you know, lettuce and throw that away. Not cut in half and yep. throw all that away. Like, nope, don't keep this part. <sighs> nope, here, let me show you exactly what I want. Yep. I don't think you're stupid. You just didn't understand what I said. Right. Like, I have, I have a prime example of something like that happened to me. So, I worked at Happy Fryer at Cedar Point, and they were a fresh cut fry place, right? Oh, God damn, I hate so that. So, we used to get... Giant pallets of potatoes. Mm-hmm. This is like one of my first time dealing with pallets and shit like that. Anyways, my task was to take this pallet of potatoes and unload it at the door. And I was like, really? By myself? I was like, yeah, it's not that hard. I'm like, are you sure? It's like, yeah, just do that and come right back. It's like, all right, great. 
So I pull the pallet, you know, across the park. Yep. Get to the location and start unloading all the potatoes. Yep. They came back like, what is taking you so long? I was like, this is a lot of potatoes to unload. And I was like, no, we just wanted you to drop off the pallet. It's like, that's not what you said. Right. And that's why I asked. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you wanted me to unload all of these yep. potatoes. Mm-hmm. Like, what? That's like when somebody says, you know, hey, I want this onion diced. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, no. Show me. Yeah. Like. Your version of dice. Don't tell me you want a quarter inch dice because that, that will mean something different to you. Mm-hmm. It will. Mm-hmm. It just fucking will. If you want, I mean, I actually got in trouble with the caper once because mm-hmm. he asked me, he said, you wanted some onions diced ultra fine. And I don't know if you I'm sure I've shown you how to, my way of doing an ultra fine onion dice. Maybe, yeah. Uh, I'll yeah. make a little YouTube short about it soon. Mm-hmm. I've, seen, I've seen like Marco's version of it. Yeah. That's like ultra fine. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. I, I stole it from him. That's what I figured. I mean, you went for the fucking master. Right. Like, come on. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's so fine, it's almost like grains of salt. Yeah. Like coarse sea salt. Uh-huh. It's almost that. And he was, I showed it to him at the end, and he was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm like, you said ultra fine. And he was like, oh, oh, you're right, you're right? I didn't specify, I'll yeah. show you what I want. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, we'll use this for soup tomorrow. I'm like, right, fucking cool. Do, do something. Right. Yeah. You weren't specific, and we can still use it. It's yeah. fucking fine, man. Yeah, Relax. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the reason I'm bringing it Anything up uh, to do with Budweiser and Dylan Mulvaney and knowing the customers and all those sorts of things Mm -hmm. is we're going to do an experiment this week. Okay. Uh, Since we talked about what makes a a successful restaurant, we're going to design a restaurant just from the ground up, unlimited budget, Uh in the location of the bar. Okay. Okay. So, not to say that we're going to have the better solution or anything like that. It's just, uh-huh. what would we do yeah. in that situation if we were just all of a sudden given that space completely empty with an unlimited budget? Hmm. Now, anybody who's listening to this, I'll describe the space to you a little bit. It's basically a big horseshoe-shaped restaurant yeah. uh, with a bar on one side and the other side is a bit more intimate, hmm. private, uh, two bathrooms. Um I mean, you could probably hold about uh, if you did it in a if you did it with the max amount of seating possible, about uh, 150 people. Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, the line is real small. Real, it's about the same size as the bar, about 20 feet. Yeah, the line is the cook line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's got a dish tank. You know. Fine dish tank. And then the the basement's shitty. <laughs> right. Yeah, the basement is just. Storage. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so we're not going to bother with the basement. It's all upstairs stuff. We're just designing the restaurant itself. Uh-huh. Menu. I'm not going to touch on liquor and stuff like that too much because I don't. You know. I don't right. know. Uh, still looking for that server to come on board and give us those <laughs> those opinions. Right. Come on, guys. You know you want to be here once in a while. Uh, guys or gals. I mean, whoever you know. We're inclusive here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I have an idea. And I'll explain why I have this idea. Yeah, I'm curious. So, Evanston is a college town. We've talked about it a bunch. There's right. just fucking nothing there mm-hmm. to entertain college students and stuff. Uh, and the bar is located, I mean, what, 15-minute walk from the campus? Yeah, about Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I'm going to assume we have all the same licenses. Right. So we can serve alcohol late. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can operate, I think, any, like pretty much any time. We have to close it. Two or something? Something. 
I think we have to stop selling alcohol at two. Right. I think we'd have to close right around that time. Yeah. Because we can't serve one thing without the other. Because that seems weird. Right. I mean, I I guess I get it. So you just not drinking on an empty stomach, I guess? I don't I don't get it. I don't understand. Never mind. Yeah, I, I have no I idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You didn't lie, you just didn't know. There's a big difference. But I said I knew. Alright, that's, that's fair. That's the lie. <laughs> so the reason Evanston's weird is because we've mentioned before, it has uh, a complicated history with alcohol and prohibition and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's where the women's temperance movement started. All that good stuff. So what I would do is I would open, effectively, a speakeasy. Like, in speakeasy. Term, okay, so a speakeasy back in the day was, hey, we own a fucking, uh, you know, a laundromat. Mm-hmm. Get your clothes cleaned and maybe hang out in our back room for a while. Or we definitely aren't making gin in our bathtub and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, you know, they had bootleggers who would come in and provide the shit and blah, blah, blah. That's how we got stock car racing. Right. Uh, what I'm saying in the modern day, what is, what is a speakeasy? So, a speakeasy would just be evocative of that type of thing. Okay. It's going to have that kind of look. It's going to have that kind of vibe. It's going to be very old school... You know, Great Gatsby-ish kind of thing, mm-hmm. which I'm a big Art Deco fan. Sure. Uh, so, that aesthetic is pleasing to me in general. But here's why I think it would work in Evanston particularly. Number one, obviously we'd serve alcohol. Right. But we would have non-alcoholic mocktails. Mm-hmm. One, because I would want that. <laughs> right, because you don't drink. And two, because it's a fucking college town. And kids can go to college when they're 18. Right. So imagine if there was a spot where it's like, hey, we can get drinks and you guys get something that's at least fun. Right. That's kind of neat. That's not a bad idea. Right? Mm-hmm. We're in the 20s mm-hmm. right now, which we would have presumably started opening this bar at the same time. So right, you know, early right. 20s. Yeah. So it would be very, like, nostalgic for that feel. Right. I'm not saying we're all going to be fucking dressed like flappers and shit, <laughs> but, I mean, you know, the, the aesthetic uh-huh. would be inspired by that, you know. So right. a lot of... Those sharp angles and those, those harsh lights, kind of a dark, smoky atmosphere to it. Yeah. Uh, it's a good bar atmosphere. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. a nice, like, chill, like, kind of maybe some low-key jazz going on, something like that. Cool. Maybe the bartenders and servers are dressed up a little bit more upscale. Not to the point where it's like you have to, you know, right. be dressed a certain way, but clearly they take care of yeah. their appearance. Uh, and then, yeah, just serve, you know... Little, almost like a tapas style menu. You know, just little plates designed to be shared amongst people. Okay. And they'd all be really good things. Uh, somewhere between 15 and 20, maybe. Items? Yeah. Got it. Or plates, I guess, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, like my dad gave me that scotch egg recipe. I always thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. Nachos could still be on there. Uh, Dillos? Dillos eh. are shareable. Dillos are shareable, but I'd, I'd want a... Like, I'd want truly, like, elevated bar food. Okay. Uh, and I'd want it to be a little bit more unique. Mm-hmm. Something you don't necessarily see every day. I mean, you know, I, I, I stole the nachos conceptually uh-huh. from Beer Exchange. Right. I don't have the recipe or anything, but they're my favorite nachos. Right. Uh, Beer Exchange, Kalamazoo, Michigan. <sighs> Go there, get their nachos. They're the shit. Check that shit out. Uh, but, yeah. I'd want something a little bit more, like, hey, you know, we can only get this here. Uh-huh. Uh, 
Like, oh shit, maybe we should go get a bunch of those fucking whatever <laughs> pig meatballs or something like that. I don't care. <laughs> right? I, I, I mean, I was thinking about what other items are you thinking about having on this menu. Um, like a burger? I would like a burger. Okay. Um, but again, is it shareable? No, but that's what that's what I was thinking. Like, are we only going to have shareable things here? I would personally want shareable things. Uh, wings aren't bad. They're expensive. My, my only issue with the only shareable stuff is I like to venture out to buy myself. Right. Places. I mean, you can buy a single thing. Okay. Or it could be like, you know, a mix and match. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, the sampler, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. It could be a, a, a thing like that. Um, you know... I'd want a pool table. Oh, and just so everyone knows, we're just making shit up right now. Right. Uh, so, you know, you're just kind of along for the process. I guess it's an inside look into, like, what it would be like to uh-huh. design a place. Right. Just kind of off the top of the head. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it feels like we have no idea what we're talking about. We <laughs> don't. <I> don't. <laughs> uh, just spitballing here. Um, no, a pool table is always a good idea in a bar. I don't care... Yep. A pool table and darts. Yeah. Give me those two things in a location. I mean, if you give me a couple arcade games. Sure. And, you know, yeah, a pool table, at least a pool table. Mm-hmm. Bare minimum that. A pool table, please. Uh, okay, well, I'll say at least darts, because I feel like that's easier to set up than having a pool ta- table take up a lot of space. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would prefer a pool table. My problem with darts is <laughs> it kind of depends on the company. Okay, we've all been we all been to some four AM bars, uh-huh. right? Shit gets a little wild. Mm-hmm. We know some people who <laughs> you can just imagine them being like, "Hey, uh, you feel like playing some darts?" Oh my god, I'd love to! Watch me throw this, and the next thing you know, I'm missing a fucking eye. <laughs> okay, I understand by the company, like the company you keep. And she's in the ambulance with me, just bitching the whole time. <laughs> I would have wanted you to get your eye out of the way. I don't know why you're always complaining. This is so loud in here. I, I didn't want you to come. Sure, sure. But you can also be violent and accidentally hurt people with pool tables equipment. Yeah, but you're not throwing the pool items. No, but I've definitely knocked the ball off the table. Oh, totally, yeah. Quite far. Yeah. <laughs> just, just putting that out there. I, that's why I don't like short pool tables. Sometimes I get a six foot pool table, and I always sometimes will like miss my skip. Yeah. So I jump off the end of the table, and mm-hmm. like, I'm just used to a bigger table. Not only am I closer, but the table uh, is shorter, so right. it sucks. I digress. <laughs> um, so tell me what you think of this as an initial pitch. Yeah. The 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 1920s speakeasy kind of thing. Doesn't sound bad. Um, I don't think the location's terrible. Yep. Mm. And it, it's like um, you're invited to the secret spot. Yeah. You get that vibe. Um, yeah, the pool table is a cool vibe. The shareable is not a bad thing. Yep. Um, I just, like, I'm not trying to be, like, all-inclusive, because I think that's dumb. You try to start spreading yourself too thin. Right. Um, definitely would have to clearly refine the actual menu. Oh, we're going to. Oh, That's yeah. part of this. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I can come up with a menu in half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. What? Challenge accepted. <laughs> I need to write this down as we're doing it, though. Sorry, I don't spare what you've already come up with. Yep. Um, salads, I think a greenery is always important. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that kale salad I put on the menu yeah. is pretty solid, so okay. I probably want to go with that. 
that being said, uh, so yeah. Northwestern's colors are at least purple. Yeah. Like purple and silver, something like that. Sure. Maybe like a nice deep purple cabbage slaw salad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of old school, like a like like a almost like a. a like a Russian dressing on it or something? Like a spicy, vinegary, Russian-y dressing? You like your spicy dressing, don't you? I like a little bite, because you have the, like the cabbage and that would be offset, you know, by mm. the bite. You want something to break that down a little bit. Uh, and it's going to release a little bit of sweetness anyway, so it's going to counteract that that bitiness. I'm just saying you've come up with two other <laughs> salads that I know that have spicier dressings on them. I know the, the, the spicy vinaigrette I made up. Yeah. Which other one? Didn't you come up with the Southwest one? I mean, I know that's oh, supposed yeah, to be Oh, sure. yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that's fair, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, you're not wrong. Back in, the, back in the day, oh, that's a good one. Do hmm. you remember the Bel Air salad from the club? Do you remember my fried potato salad? No. Okay. It's basically a deconstructed loaded dough. Right. So you take an old baked potato, quarter it up, throw it in the fryer for a little bit so it crisps, take it out, throw it in a dressing, which is basically equal parts mayonnaise, ranch, sour cream, uh, and on top of that, a little bit of garlic powder, onion powder, Italian seasoning, oregano, and basil. Uh, and then like a little two shots of hot sauce in there just to cut that richness down a little mm. bit. Uh, maybe a little lemon juice if it's still too rich. Mix it up. It's basically like a really, really rich, right. like, Caesary ranch. So you toss the potatoes in that dressing, then you cover it with bacon, scallions, uh, cheddar, and then, you know, anything else you nice. want, really, I guess. Whatever. A little parsley or something yeah. for color, I guess. Yeah, but it's just the potatoes is the main thing, right? Pretty much, yeah. I understand. Uh, so I we made a salad with that dressing. I was, remember this recipe. Yeah. I don't remember the final product. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'd probably put the... Uh, I like that deep fried potato salad. <laughs> I've always wanted to throw it on a menu, so it's going on it's this true. one. All right, yeah. That's an option. That's shareable. Fried tates. Fried tate. And then we're going to do the, the kale brock. Because hmm. it's mine. Fuck it. That's <laughs> <coughs> 100% mine. Um, how, many, how, many, how many salads or green things do you think are necessary on a menu? Um, to be inclusive, I would say we should put like a... Uh, uh, plain Jane, like, house salad or whatever around there. Yeah, like an old, like, a, just an Italian dressing fucking, you know, like... No, I was thinking more like just like a ranch with... Oh, wow, really? Yeah, ranch, okay. lettuce, eggs, maybe. God, you're the whitest motherfucker. No, well, it's a very inclusive... I get it, I get it, I understand it. I'm just saying, between the two of us, if, if someone came up with, all right, I'm going to have a fucking house salad, ranch, fucking, uh, basically a cob salad... Yeah, just like a, a more plain type of salad. I'm just saying all the servers we work with would love that shit. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. No, the one, okay, the one I would want on there specifically was would be the spinach one. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, that's delicious. That's a good one. I'm, I'm actually keeping that. God, that spinach salad from the club was the shit. Yeah, it's terrible for you, it's, but it's um, great. Yeah, God, I want that recipe. I need to get my dad to give me that recipe. He's holding out on me. <laughs> He knows I want it. <laughs> yeah, he knows give you other things. Right. I'll hold on to this one. Well, if you come work for me for a summer. Then... Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, has the caper come up with anything new? Because uh, <laughs> yeah, I might. Okay, that's that's greener, right? Yeah. Um I, I, mean, I want a, I want a, I want a real Caesar on there. Okay. Like 
egg yolk anchovy fucking mm-hmm. made from scratch dressing. I, had, I know you enjoy that. I do. <laughs> I make a good ass one where they fucking give me the shit to do it. Yeah. Real olive oil and fucking actual anchovies. I enjoy watching you do that that process. I like to make it by hand. Yeah. When yeah. I can, like ah, oh, it's so fun. God damn it. <laughs> I'm I'm well aware. Yeah. And it's good. The one that you you've made that I've tasted is actually good. Thank you. And I'm not a fan of like anchovies. If I didn't think I was gonna like it, I would hate it. Oh, by the way, anyone out there listening, if you want to make the perfect crouton, here's what you do. You take some old bread, and you throw it in the fryer. <laughs> yep, throw a little of, uh, little garlic, maybe Italian yeah. seasoning after it comes out. Right as soon as it comes out, just like you season in fries. Yep. Dump it on a sheet tray with some paper towels, let it cool off. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect crouton, every time. Great croutons. Like, I hate that my solution to everything crouton. is thrown in the fryer, but for real. <laughs> if you have the choice... For, of two items in a kitchen, a flat top and a deep fryer. Yeah. Every time, that's it. That's really all you you need. Need. I mean, having an oven's real nice. I like having an oven. I like having burners. Yeah. I like having a fucking convection oven. I like yeah. having a fucking salamander. I like having all those <laughs> things. But if I had to, if I had to function with only two, yeah, definitely a flat top and definitely fryers. Yeah, you can get a lot done on a flat top. And I also like, can I have like? I have two flat tops and fucking six fryers, then yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. I can do a lot with that. That's a lot. You can guess it depends on the size of the flat tops, but like an average size flat top right. with two of those. We keep all of our sauces at work in six pans. Uh, so if we're ever getting busy and we need to like, you know, heat up some sauce real quick, don't get in the fryer. Just the bottom of the pan, like basically <laughs> the bottom three quarters of the pan in the fryer. I thought you were going to say you just put the six pan on... <laughs> the flat top. No, no that's the slow way of doing things. Yeah. <laughs> Never heard that. Me neither. Never heard Me that. Me neither. Because I'll oh. heat stuff up on the flat top all the right, time. Right, all the time. That's my favorite way to do things. Especially yeah. if you're doing like a double boil. Right? Ah, oh, you can just skip the whole process. It's it's like a cheat code. <laughs> the flat top is like a cheat code for anything. It's so good. <laughs> well, clearly the the uh, fryer is the ultra cheat code. I mean, <laughs> yes. That is true. <laughs> I can't sh- I can't tell you how many times my dad has thrown fucking big ass chunks of prime rib in the in the fucking deep fryer just to heat them back up. Oh, I bet you that's good. It too. is good. Nobody complains about that shit. No. Ah oh, man, it's so much better than the microwave. Yeah. To get yeah. out of the microwave, just upgrade it to your flat top. Oh, sorry, upgrade fryer. to your fryer. Yeah. Fryer to flat top, man. A couple of slits in that. Oh, a nice steak and just let it sit in the fryer. For right. Ah, oh, man. No, for real. <laughs> it's. It's always fun to, to find the kitchen cheat codes. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, anyone out there listening, if you need some advice, if you want to heat up cream but you don't want to fucking look at it, throw it on the flat top. 350, just in, in a pot. Yes. Fucking Jesus Christ. I'm upset <laughs> hey, I have to say specific. that. Okay, put, put <laughs> four quarts of cream into a stock pot big enough to hold more than that. Mm-hmm. And then put that onto the flat top, set the flat top to... Approx 350, 400, something along those lines, and then eventually look at it again. <laughs> Not like an hour later. No, like, like oh, you know, every once in a while, check on it. Yeah, every 10, 15 minutes, maybe. And just stick your finger in. Yeah. See how, it, I mean, that's the best way to see. Start around so the bottom doesn't get scorched. Once your finger is just a little bit uncomfortable, you can start adding cheese. It'll melt perfectly. Yeah. So that, at that point, throw it out to a fucking burner. It'll help you out a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and same with melting butter. I always melt my butter on the flat top in, yep. in a six pan. Mm-hmm. It's just you never pay attention to it. It's great. Ah, 
I wish I could... Did you guys ever start using that butter wheel again? No. <laughs> uh, we used it one time. Hisham likes it. I do not like it. I hate it. I do not like it. I would, I would like it if it was fucking screwed into the fucking... Flat dome. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. way it couldn't move. Mm-hmm. If it couldn't go nowhere, if it... If the flat top was designed to have one of those attached to it, yep. that makes more sense. Because right now, it takes up real estate. It just gets super dirty. Yep. It No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I hate I hate the wheels. We have like a fucking toaster oven at work to toast the buns. Right. And it gets like stuck all the time. Mm-hmm. It takes forever. The other day I was, I was talking to one of the guys and he was like, hey man, why do, you, why do we want to put the bread on the flat top? I'm like, because it's faster. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, it's no way it's faster. It, it takes the same amount of time. And I'm like, it doesn't. <laughs> and so he was like, all right, well, we'll race. Yeah. So I took a bun. He took a bun. He put it to the toaster oven. I put mine on the flat top. Fucking, what? Fifteen yeah. seconds later. Yeah. I mean, once you if you if you're toasting a bun, just touch the top of it. Yeah. If you can feel the warmth, it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfectly toasted. Mm-hmm. Pull mine off. His got stuck. <laughs> like, well, that's why mine took so long. Like, like exactly. Right. Mine will never get stuck. Right. Mine will never ever get stuck. <laughs> and now everyone does it all the time. It's great. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, it's better. Like, I'm not gonna wait, I'm not gonna wait to take this stupid thing apart till the end of the night and clean yeah. it. I'll do all these buns on the flat top. I'll clean this shit at fucking five o'clock. Right. Or never turn it on. <laughs> I hate dealing with uh-huh. it. It's so annoying. I hate unitaskers. <laughs> they bother me. Unitaskers? Yeah. Something designed to do one thing only. I understand. I fucking hate that. Yeah. It's so fucking annoying. Because usually the thing that can do multiple things can no. do all of them better. Yeah. And it's never going to break or function poorly because it's got to do 90 things. Right. This stupid, overly complicated thing with fucking gears and a conveyor yeah. belt and shit. It's like, God damn. Whoever wasted money on this bullshit is fucking stupid. <laughs> like, I'm all for, like, like, a rice cooker, right? Yeah. I'm all for, if you want to have a rice cooker, have a rice cooker. That's fine. But it's not that hard to cook rice. No. Here's how you do it. It's two to one. Mm-hmm. One part rice, two parts water. Put it in a deep pan in the oven, covered in foil, about 350. Just check on it every once in a while. Yeah, it takes about an hour, 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. something like that. An hour or 45 minutes. Yeah. Just so everyone's clear. <laughs> I would say it takes about an hour. It's pretty right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say check it about... I'd say check it at half an hour because every oven's different. Yeah. Check it at 45 minutes. You know, once it's done, fluff it with a fork, take the foil off, let it rest. Boom, perfect. No problem. So we've been throwing in a little oil so it doesn't stick as much. Sure. Um, other than that, yeah, that is the perfect type of rice. Right See, there. I like my rice sticky, mm-hmm. so right. I never, it never bothers me. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, I mean, you're supposed to be able to eat rice with chopsticks. Right. You can eat rice with chopsticks because it sticks together. That makes sense. So that makes sense. You know. Yeah. Or even like, yeah, other cultures had better things figured right. out. <laughs> well, I might, I like my rice less sticky. So I eat it with a spoon. <laughs> I mean, sure, that makes sense. I know you like a very brothy uh... Uh, noodles and soup. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, is is rice soup? No, but could it be? Is it? It could be. Is rice crispy soup? I mean, that's the whole cereal right question. Well, yeah, we'll 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 deep dive into this <laughs> another time. Another time. Yeah, we have a menu, right? All right, so we got some salads on here. Yep. Um. So we gotta have something that caters to the to the college, college vibe, things. you know. I mean, so Evanston, what, what's the? Eh, no, not not quite that in low class. Uh, I have some solutions mm-hmm. to that. 
Uh, but not not Maserat. I'm not against them mm. for like a sports bar or whatever. If I was going to open a sports bar concept, you bet your ass they should be on the menu. <laughs> I'm still trying to think of like shareable college student stuff. Yeah, I mean, you can get away with a flatbread in this type of situation. I mean, what's the demographic of Evanston, right? It's going to be relatively mm. wealthy people. It's going to be college students. Uh, families are definitely big. Mm. Um, Aside from the college, there's not, like, a, a ton of just individual young people there. Seems like once you get out of high school, if you don't go to college, you're never you leave. Fair. You go to the city. Fair. I understand what you're saying. You go fucking ten minutes south, and you're mm-hmm. in the city of Chicago. Um, but there's a pretty diverse... I mean, let's be honest. Uh, statistically speaking, it has a very large Asian population. That's true. Uh, so, it is not unwise to pay homage to that, yeah. but you don't have to make an Asian dish to pay homage to an Asian culture. Right. You can use their things in a unique way and provide them with a whole new... I mean, to me, that's interesting. Yeah. If you're from another... If I, if you're from another culture and you come here, it's like, okay, well, let's take... Not take, but yeah, take. Yeah. Let's take something from your culture, mm-hmm. mix it with ours, and now we can bridge a gap between us and we're right. both sharing something together. Hey, I get something new, you get something new. This right. is interesting to yeah. us. But it's familiar to us in, in similar ways. It, it still evokes the home feeling, right? but it's in a new context. And that's like, hey, hey, a new chapter in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of, like, bringing inspiration from other places. Yes. Uh, so whether it's, like, noodles, which I would avoid. <laughs> yeah. A lot of fucking noodle places. A lot of noodle places. Um... I mean, rice, maybe. Something seafoody. I mean, like, you could definitely get away with, like, a cured fish. That'd be kind of fun. Sure. Or, like, a smoked fish mm-hmm. with, uh, yeah, like, a, like, a, smoked food. Like, a, like, a smoked same with, like, Asian spices yeah. rubbed down on it on the outside just to give, like, a rich, smoky, earthy, fruity kind of flavor to it. That'd be kind of fun, actually. That would be bad. And you, that would really easily be shareable. Just smoked cheese or smoked salmon and crackers. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Put that on there. Or... With a nice Asian sauce. Ooh, that sounds really good. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That sounds yeah. good. That's almost like a... It'd be interesting to do like a 1920s Asian fusion restaurant. Ooh. That's kind of fun. Have like a... In, in my mind, I see 1920s recipes made with um, like Asian ingredients. Yeah. Asian sauces, you know, whatever. Mix it up a little bit. Totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. That's interesting. I wouldn't mind trying that salmon. That sounds good. Nice I mean, we can make that. Right. We can make this whole menu. I mean, I've already done most of this, but we could... Right. All the interesting things, we pick the top five things off this menu we mm. randomly made up one day. All right, how about the fritters? How do you feel about that? Uh, I like them. Do you think that's classy enough, shareable enough? Yeah, certainly. I'm going to put the reserve of fritters down. I mean, honestly, a lot of the stuff I came up with was meant to be mm-hmm. shareable stuff. Right. Uh, and again, that is a caper recipe, so... I'd pay homage to him in some way. I want the ah, like I like the. My dad always made Scotch eggs, which are basically hard-boiled eggs. You encase it in sausage, like ground-up pork sausage or something mm-hmm. like that. Then you three-stage breadcrumb it, throw it in the fryer. Once it comes out, you, you throw it in the oven for a little while, really low, like 200, 250, yeah, just to heat through the rest of it. Pull it out. You let it rest for a second. Boom! There you go. Yeah, that's not bad. It's uh, it's one of my favorite things. Because I had a lot growing up. Yeah. We also made, like, sausage rolls, which were basically 
sausage in like a puff pastry. Mm. I, don't, I, I, I know I have the recipe of that somewhere, but I haven't made them in a long time. And they're, they're a little easy to fuck up. Uh, what about like pigs in the blanket? I wouldn't mind doing it. Ooh. That would be interesting. If you took... Almost like a... I'm thinking like a spring roll concept. Okay. Like if you had like... Like if you had... Like an Asian seasoned... Like ground pork blend. You, you, you made okay. it into little poop logs. Yep. And then you made those into spring rolls. Yep. And those were effectively the pigs in the blanket. I understand. I mean, you could wrap other things on the inside if you wanted to, I suppose. Uh, cabbage, maybe? Or, yeah, or radish? Like pickled radish would be interesting? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think spring rolls in general is a good idea. Like a, yeah, some kind of uh, some kind of pigs in a blanket spring roll. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind having two to three varieties of that. Pigs in a spring roll? Uh, spring rolls? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Three varieties. Yeah, but three ways. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, I like the idea of dueling concepts. Yeah. Uh, so if you had, you know, if you ordered the spring rolls, you get one of each style. Right. And it's like, oh, well, you know, we all want whatever. It's like, oh, we ought to order a bunch. Mm -hmm. uh, and if they're all the shit, then yeah, of course. Right. Um, I've always been a big fan of that kind of thing. Like, you know, whatever. Fucking steak tartare and a hamburger or something like that. In the exact polar opposites. Yeah. Yeah, I'll try that. I mean, like, you know, one piece of steak tartare and one hamburger on the side. Oh. Not raw meat on a burger. That's what I thought you were talking about. I know. That's why I wanted to clarify. <laughs> I mean, I would also try that. The problem is it would just Weird. be like a raw sloppy joe, and the texture would bug me. Hmm. I mean, it wouldn't put me off, but it would bother me because I would want some diversity in there. And I'd like to try it. It's just all mush. Right, so? <laughs> do you think, bro? <laughs> we just you, ate mush earlier, and it was delicious. You know what I want to do with risotto fritters is also, I'm, I'm digging the concept of, like, an Asian fusion kind of thing. Yeah. So I want to do the risotto fritters in a bit more of a Asian style. I want to augment the risotto with something. Um, maybe we can try to make them like takoyakis? Yeah, certainly. Yeah. I mean, you could do you could do seafood. Some you could do mushrooms would be good. good. Yeah, uh, like just stuff risotto like we had the concept for before. That's actually not a bad idea either. Yeah. Just stuffing it full of stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, the thing the thing that's nice about risotto, you can do anything with it. Mm. I mean, it might not turn out great, but you can do anything <laughs> you can with try it. Try anything with it, right? So that would be kind of fun to do. Yeah, like a takoyaki kind of something, right. something Asian-y. Right, because takoyaki's got the. It's got squid in it, yep. or octopus, or whatever. Yeah. Um, they've got a, oh, like almost like a sweet uh, teriyaki soy sauce that goes on top of the takoyaki, and then they've got like a sweet mayonnaise dip that also goes with it, and then the whatever the flakes are, they dance on top. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are like seaweed flakes or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that flavor. I like that profile a lot. Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool to watch them dance. Oh That's yeah, yeah, like, yeah, super it fun. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, <laughs> let's see, what do we got here? We got all the salads. I like the smoked salmon. I mean, that'd be good for a brunch too. Mm -hmm. Straight up. Yeah. Uh. I wouldn't mind trying to do something evocative of Chicago. Like the dog, or? Maybe. Uh, you know, a different take on something that's a staple of Chicago. So you have, like, Italian beef. Mm -hmm. You have pizza. Mm -hmm. You have the hot dogs. Pizza pasta or that too low, bro? 
I mean, it'd be kind of, I mean, how cool would it be to, like, have, like, to go into this type of, like, place? It's not fancy, but it's, you know, nice. Right. It's relatively nice. We haven't established the decorum yet, but right. we're getting there. Uh, I'm picturing reds. Reds and blacks. Okay. Those are always my favorite I enjoy that. Colors. Yeah. Um, and they are, uh, well, red at least is supposed to inspire hunger or something like that. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Like, blue is actually a really bad color for a restaurant. It's supposed to, like, make people not hungry. I've done a lot of research into right. color theory in terms of restaurants. I need to understand the psychology behind it. But that's why you see a lot of restaurants have reds or... it's just because red is a cool color. I mean, red is a cool color. That could be it, too. It's mm. sexy. It's energy. It's that's true. fire. It's yeah. hot. It's powerful. Mm. It's warm. It's, you know... Uh, blue tends to be more evocative. Cold, raw, you know... I mean, it's, yeah, there's, there's good <coughs> things with blue as well, but when you're right. in a restaurant setting, mm. it tends to read in particular ways. It's weird. Uh, it makes sense, but it's weird. Yeah. Unless, I mean, like, if you're in, like, a rustic-ass fucking place, they'll read differently there. But in yeah. a city, mm. it, it comes across in particular ways, apparently. Apparently. According to some studies I've read <laughs> by other people that I've never met. Yeah, I understand. Uh, see, I wouldn't mind having... A pizza puff on the menu because it'd be interesting to go into that type of place, like for the first time. Like all your college friends, like yo, we gotta go check this place out, man. Yeah. You know, it's like pizza puff. I'll, I'll be getting a pizza puff. <laughs> I'll get a pizza puff. Let's see what this fucking really. What you got? They just come out. Okay, it was a good ass mm. pizza puff. Doesn't um oh what is it called? Like dog patio, sausage patio, whatever's right around the corner. Oh yeah. Don't they have pizza puffs? <sighs> There was something that we went to recently that had pizza puffs on the menu. I think it's that. Place. I think so as well. Yeah, 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 yes, yes. I remember now. Yep, yep, yeah. A hundred percent. Yep. I need to try that pizza puff. So yeah, like you know, what I wouldn't mind doing is like a pizza, like basically a mini deep dish pizza, like a meat pie, mm-hmm. or a couple little quiche style right. pizzas. Yeah, that like sounds good. Pizza puffs. Mm-hmm. So you're not really getting like a fucking greasy pocket. You're getting like I don't know five. Mini pizzas. That's kind of fun. By the way, uh, whenever I'm putting together a menu and I have to come up with quantities of things, I always put uneven numbers. So they have the order more? That's one of the reasons, yes. If you have a big group of people and everyone wants one or two or whatever, then yeah, you'd have to order more of them. But also, (laughs) and this is stupid, but I speak from experience in this regard. Yes. Sometimes people love to play the little game just like, no, you should have it. Oh, my God, no, you should have it. No, you should have it. Okay, that's both. Why don't we just order more? Oh, my God, let's just stay in tonight and get tacos later. (laughs) We're eating right now. I want tacos. God damn it. Why doesn't this menu have everything on it so I can just get my lady tacos right now? No, an all-inclusive menu is dumb. Yes. We, we, We very much established that. But with that being said, I do like having, since we're doing like, Weird variations of a lot of common things. I like having the common item available. Yeah. Oh, sir. Sure. Certainly. For those bland people, or just as a comparison. Yeah, something relatively neutral mm-hmm. is always good. Um, let's see here. Like using our spring rolls as an example, having one of them be a, a normal spring roll. Yeah. And then having other weird ones. Like, oh, let me try the normal one. Oh, that's pretty good. You know let what? Me try the other version. Fucking right there is the solution. One of them is a normal spring roll, one of them is the pig in a blanket type of thing, and one of them is a Chicago-style hot dog inside oh. of a spring roll. Oh, shit, yeah. Right? 
Writing that down. This I'd is, definitely take that. Right? I wouldn't mind trying that. Uh, and I think that that's one of the the big ideas or things you should do if you're writing a menu. Make a bunch of stuff that you want to try. Yeah. I mean, if you basically the little reaction we just had, like, yeah. oh shit, I I totally eat that. Yeah, that's what you're looking for. And I was excited about like I was immediately thinking like, okay, what do I do with all the ingredients on a Chicago style hot dog to make sure all their flavor profiles are separate, but they're still in there. Get some like an interesting like a mustard thing in there. Okay, but and you know, yeah, the, the brain starts going like, oh shit, this sounds yeah. fun as fuck. How can I actually make this happen? That would yeah. be cool. And again, to go back to last week, that's what you want to inspire in your cooks. Mm-hmm. When you have that moment, you're probably onto something good because yeah. they're not going to quit until it becomes the shit. Because yeah. all the cook friends are going to be fucking <laughs> up their ass. Like, hey, uh, how's that fucking Chicago yeah, style spring roll coming yeah, there? Right, exactly. Master chef. Oh, yeah. Iron Chef fucking Frosty <laughs> over here. Iron Chef Japanese Frosty <laughs> coming at you with his Chicago style spring roll. <laughs> but then they eat it and they yeah, shut the like, fuck yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. God, that sounds good. Right? We're making this. We know we're making the best things <laughs> off this menu, right? <laughs> we have to. We have an obligation to us and yeah. our fans. Yeah, that's true. That's true. By the way, if anybody out there uh, wants to try any of these things, you know, we'll, we'll do a little post on Instagram asking you about that. But you know, let, let's know. Yeah. Let, let's know that you're interested in some of these things. I'm curious what what of this list is interesting to people. Right. Not just us weirdos. And obviously, if we were opening up a restaurant, we'd. Uh, We'd be talking to a lot more people about this. We'd you know, probably go through this similar process, but yeah. we'd definitely be like, hey, what do y'all think? Yeah, I feel like this would be our first draft, and yeah. then our second draft would be after we present it to some people we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And honestly, I mean, like, those little mini pizza puffs mm-hmm. sound real good. Yep. Especially if you replace the meats with... Asian-inspired meats. Like, when we went to yeah. Asian market, we saw all those, like, frozen, like, blood sausages and stuff like that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm gonna try it. Oh, yeah, of course I'm you are. It. It's good. It's just irony. It might be. It's just irony. It could be. You ever, you ever sucked out a cut? Yes. It's like that. Yeah. Like, when you, like, lose a tooth and you just... Yeah. All the time. Yeah, exactly. Sorry if that noise bothered anybody, and you're welcome for anyone who enjoyed it. Yeah, there you go. This can be an SMRI. ASMR, ASMR there you it. go. It's going to be that type of experience. Fuck it. Fuck it. All right, let's see here. I mean, obviously, like, some kind of, like, mini donuts or some kind of little mini pastries or something. Yeah, as far as desserts go, mini pastries are fantastic. Yeah. Um, I like, I really love um, variety cheesecake. Oh, yeah. I think that's fantastic. You know I made a dragon's milk cheesecake once, right? A dragon's milk? Yeah. I don't it's understand. It's a... Uh, like a really dark beer. Okay. So the cheesecake came out like really rich and chocolatey. Really? Yeah. That seems... I don't know. I'd try it. Absolutely. It was good. It, it seems good. I'd have to see if I can find that recipe. You can't just dump... <laughs> a bunch of dragon's milk into it. Yeah, you can't just dump new shit into an already measured out like chemically sound product. Right. Uh, Especially with the... When it comes to like consistency of cheesecake. And you gotta be careful. Cheesecake's a bitch because it splits all the time. Hmm. You bake them, they just fucking, the, the top has those fucking crevices in it. See, my dad makes a very good, like, Kool-Aid-infused cheesecakes. Is that right? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I'm sorry, it's just on brand for your father. <coughs> uh, but he, he's got a very, like, simple process that he makes it, and I, I, I don't understand yet. He, he's told me the recipe, but I need to, like, watch him make it one of these times. You know, the more 
I learned about your family over the years. The more you, the way you turned out just becomes <laughs> apparent. Yeah. So when I suggest like, hey, we should eat this, you're like, I yeah, fine. Yeah, fine, try it. Um, yeah, I grew, grew up on Kool-Aid cheesecake. <laughs> Which is not me knocking Kool-Aid cheesecake. That right. sounds good as fuck. No, it's fantastic. This is a new thing that he's started inventing. Not, okay. Not part of my childhood. Sure, sure. Well, here's, here's what happened. <laughs> Little baby Kwanzi tried it and just lost his damn mind. Started breaking rap. shit. And they're like, all right, we can't do this until he's out of the state. All right, he moved to Illinois. Great. Finally, some goddamn Kool-Aid cheesecake. I'm going to wait for this. No, my mom's fruit pizza. I go crazy for Fruit pizza? Fruit pizza. It's basically um, a big sheet tray with, like, cookie dough on it. And she uses a, like, whipped cream and... It's got like a fruity tasting whipped cream frosting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then she chops up a bunch of little pieces of fruit and puts it all on top and then cuts those out in squares. God damn, that sounds good as fuck. It's, it's my favorite thing for my birthday. That sounds real good. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's amazing for me. Okay, fuck everything else I just said about dessert. Just putting that goddamn fruit pizza out of there. That sounds good as shit. It'd be so easy to make. Yeah, it's not difficult. You know, I had a, a concept for a, a, a menu once. It was like kids... Kids' foods grown up. Oh, yeah. So it was like, you know, mac and cheese, but my mac and cheese, mm. you know. Uh, like a fancy hot dog. Mm. Like fancy we were doing chicken tenders or whatever. Uh, and one of the things I put on was a peanut butter and jelly charlotte. Do you remember the raspberry or strawberry charlottes from the club? Um, those are little cup things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So basically, you just take like a soup cup, you fill it up with a, a mixture. This is my father's, so I'm not giving this one away because I love it. Mm-hmm. But it's basically a mixture. It sets like gelatin, and you can have whatever fruit you want in there. So what I wanted to do was just basically make like a raspberry version of that, mm-hmm. uh, and then on the bottom put like a big hunk of peanut butter brownie. Okay. And then do like maybe like a raspberry reduction over the top of it. I understand. Uh, so it was evocative of a PB and J, but definitely more upscale. Right. And that fruit pizza just sounds. <laughs> good as shit and real easy that's yep. always what I'm looking for mm-hmm. I mean that's why I was hesitant to put the Asian risotto fritters on because oh, okay. they're just so time consuming <laughs> yeah it is they're not difficult they're just super time consuming that's where the TV was really handy <laughs> thank god you sure. could watch that bullshit mm-hmm. for a minute and then thank god I came in and started doing the stirring for you <laughs> and thank god none of my boss does that yeah yep. I have not I think I may have made risotto once since you left <laughs> wow, I used to make you do it a lot. Yeah, exactly. And again, I didn't mind at that time, but nowadays I'm I'm the one that has to do all the other things. Right. So like he take care he takes care of chili, risotto, meatloaf, usually wings and bacon in the beginning. Yeah. So it's a lot of stuff Those that I want to deal things. with. Yeah. Easy things. Usually is time consuming. Right. Um and you have to like watch it or it takes up a lot of space when you're doing it. Or it takes up a lot of oven space or whatever. It, it makes it so a lot of other things can't get done. You want to know how I used to make risotto when I needed to get it done before you could come in? Mm. I can put the pot on the flat top. <laughs> For real. <laughs> no, I think I've seen it up there. It's just <laughs> consistent enough heat that all you got to do is stir it occasionally. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It's not going to come out quite the same way, but it's no. going to be... Uh, it's going to be easier for you to do, at least. I'm going to say it comes out 10% less good. Sure. Which, I mean, you're going to bread them and throw them in the fryer anyway, so fuck it. I'll take 10% off for 100% more happiness, I guess. Right. So, we have a, let's see, we have a good start. Yeah. We need, like, five more things? 
Yeah, fuck it. Let's, let's try to see if we can get five more things real quick. Uh, okay, now you're saying everything needs to be like shareable stuff. Yep. So that means we don't have a difference between uh, appetizers and entrees. No, because it's a tapas style thing. So it's they're all basically tapas are just small plates. Okay. A uh, bunch of different small plate items. Yeah. Understood. So you know, one to two of them would be like a good amount of food for a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, four would be a good amount for like three people, something like that. You know. Yeah. Just. Enough to get a taste, but not a full portion, I guess. Right. Uh, a, a side note, um, me and my, my lady friend went to the Empanadas place around the corner for me. I've been wanting to go there for so long. It I is really good. This I is the bet. first time I've been there, and they're nice little sizes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know the beautiful thing about that? It's just a fucking hole in the wall. Yes, it is. It, it does one thing really yeah. well. I thought that was like the entrance to the hotel or something, yep. whatever that's over yeah, there. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> It says infinite is above it and everything. That's a that's a good business model. Yeah. Whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like I saw, I remember I got mad when that place opened because I'm like, I would have loved that location. <laughs> and they've got a whole bunch of different varieties. Yeah. Like I had a mac and cheese one, like a sweet corn one. That's dope. Breakfast one. She got a chicken curry. That's brilliant chicken in a fucking college town. Fantastic. I bet. I fucking bet. Unfortunately, all the ones I picked, I didn't like very much. Eh, fair. <laughs> you probably, you picked the most unique thing. Yeah, exactly. yeah, of course. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. But, um, I digress. Uh, we always do. Little little mac and cheese or, or corn, like I just said. I like those things. You can make small portions of that. Yeah. And one of the places I used to work, we did like an elote style uh, mac and cheese. Elote. Uh, that's the, cor- the, the corn on the cob. It's rubbed down with mayonnaise and then like covered in Parmesan cheese and Wait, you made lime juice. Mac and cheese for oh you yeah, put those ingredients into yeah it. into a mac and cheese. It was yeah, pretty yeah. good. Yeah, that um, doesn't sound bad. You could probably do maybe do a lot of different things. We'll put mac and cheese as just a we want to do a mac and cheese, right? And we'll put nachos as we want to do a nachos, right? Uh, again, this is the initial menu creation process, so yeah. I'm sorry not everything is in its final form. <laughs> We're literally just pulling this shit out of our minds in about a 45 minutes time span, so right. give us a break. Uh, I think it's a lot of good ideas, honestly. I think so, too. I mean, honestly, not to cop out of this or anything, but like as a starting point, yeah. this is more than enough for a menu. And yeah. then here's what I would do at this point if I was doing this whole process. I'd go through this menu and see, I'd basically write an order guide. Like, okay, what do we need? And yeah. then write a prep list after that. Yeah. Then once I have all the prep figured out, it's like, okay, what is not being used enough? Mm-hmm. If there's anything that's like, okay, everything's good except for this one thing, I'm going to try and nix that thing. Yeah. And if that item has to go because of that, okay, maybe, you know. I mean, obviously, arborio rice for the risotto fritters is going to be specific to that. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking, you know, things are going to go bad really quick. Yeah. Tomatoes, onions, carrots, lettuce, all that shit. I will say it does feel like we have... Very few overlaps, less than we normally would. Yeah, I mean, but again, we are just spitballing ideas. Yeah, I mean, you can use a lot of these things. I mean, shit, you could do. You know, so you got the kale broccoli slaw, right? Yeah. Make a little bit of that and do it underneath some of these things as a garnish. Okay. That's yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things you can play with with this whole thing. I mean, you could do almost like a. I guess you put that scabbard in the spring, that cabbage in a spring roll. Yeah. 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 Why not? I mean, see, you mean just. Once you start to think about it, it's like, okay, how do you, how do I use this yeah, how to do ultimate I make this effect? Yeah. That's why having an understanding of the menu process is good when you're bringing ideas to the table. That's just a note for the um, owners or managers out there. Yeah. If, if, we're, if we're fighting you on it, it's, there's probably a reason. 
<laughs> yeah, we, we've probably got a good reason why. And it's we, usually trying to look out for your best interest, homie, mm-hmm. for real. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't go around starting trouble because it's going to make my life easier. No. You know what makes my life easier? Fucking quitting. <laughs> <laughs> right, that or making your life easier typically makes my life right. easier. Right, yes. making you happy, you're like yeah. my wife. Making you happy is going to make me be able to tolerate you. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Happy boss. Fucking, uh, Don't, never mind. No. Nope. <laughs> things I was going to say, but... Yeah, nope. we, all, we all have things we want to say. Once again, I digress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so the menu covered for the most yeah, part, initial phase. Yeah, I guess for our pitch to our investors who are right. going to give us infinite money, right. I feel confident with this as a first draft. Refine it three more times. Yeah, I'd take that into a, a meeting mm-hmm. uh, after you do your um, your order guide and your prep list. I mean, fuck, I've done. I, I just really not realizing how much menu writing I've done in my fucking life. Yeah, in the very, I don't know, in the. Like five years, years I've been a head chef places. Right. Five to six years I've been doing that. Uh, I've done a lot of menu writing in that time. <laughs> um, so now, my question is, how many how many people you want to be able to sit in this place at one time? I don't want to sit 150 motherfuckers in there. <laughs> Absolutely not. Because the kitchen is small. Yes, it is. And that's a big factor. If your kitchen is not designed to kick out, a bunch of shit, don't fucking try to serve a bunch of shit. Right. I can see, I, I've worked at so many places that want to add more seats, more seats, that'll help make everything better. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, we, our kitchen ain't getting any bigger. <laughs> I've worked in a, in a kitchen that was seriously like 10 feet long. Mm-hmm. Fucking just stuck in the dining room of this place. Wide open, and it's like, you know, and they are trying to sit at one time, they are trying to get to the point where they could sit 200 people. Oof. I'm like, dude. Oof. And they're like, we're the same more people in line. I'm like, where do you want motherfuckers to stand? There's four of us and we're on top of each other already, right. man. Yeah, like, exactly. I can't fit more than like six plates here. Yeah. This is stupid. Mm-hmm. We don't have heat lamps. We don't have a fucking anywhere to put right. shit. Right. All I can Not do is one ticket at a time. Yeah. Like, this is bullshit. And we're cooking everything to fucking temp. Ugh. So, uh, yeah, that's a fucking ridiculous call to try to add more. Why don't we make the customers who are here happier, asshole? <laughs> right, yeah, instead of trying to add more customers to deal with. So I would, I mean, like 75. I was thinking the same thing. Uh, I mean... Especially with the pool table in the Standing back. room for whoever, fine. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if there's going to be a a specific time of the night or something like that where it's like, oh, fucking happy hour, yeah. or crazy time or whatever. <laughs> um, two questions. Well, I guess one comment and a question. The comment is, I think having the pool table in the back yep. would help alleviate the door congestion that happens. Absolutely. Because it would give people to focus on the stand around. Mm-hmm. Um, and the question is, oh, happy happy hour. Is yep. that like unanimous across the board in most places that it's like a four to six thing? Yeah. I mean, it's usually when uh, the straight laces get off of work, mm-hmm. you know, and... They want to go have a drink after their hard eight-hour shift. Right, right, right. Struggling at their desk. <laughs> I used to sit and it wasn't super comfortable. Yeah, and the air conditioning was broke, so right. I had to use a fan, open a window. And I only, you know, I only got an hour lunch break today. Right. Instead and then I had to go... Half, right. Two well, hours. Because I, I had to take one hour to go to the dentist, which my company provides me with dental care and health care <laughs> and... 
all those sorts of things. I'm so I'm just starving because I've been working for eight hours. Like, bro, I started work before you, and I'm still at work now. Don't come at me with how fucking hungry and tired you are, motherfucker. You know that is very inconsiderate of some people. Right? Like they'll come in bitching about how hard they're how hard a day of work that they've been doing. And we're still in there slaving away, and we can't really eat, even though we've got all the food in front of us. Right. Serving it to you. Yeah, no shit. She's like, come on now. Like, how hard was your day, really? Right. <laughs> you had a bunch of meetings to sit through, right? I understand. That, no, that's rough. It is rough. Especially no, if you got a GM like the Caper. Mm. Just like you fucking, just, you know, your mouth starts to salivate at the thought of food. He just fucking comes on the corner. <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> you eating? <laughs> I will fire you again just to rehire you and fire you again. <laughs> Oh, that's the only thing that gets me hard. Sometimes. I'm ready to call you up once a year. Hey, you're fired. <laughs> I know who's working for you. Well, your paycheck's in the mail. Well, you're fired. You're fired. Uh, I kid him, but he's... he's, he's, he's I'm learning... I, I've learned a lot by watching him. Yeah. Straight up. Uh, he, but, can, he can be a grumpy old man sometimes, but he can also be the cool old man. Yeah. No, he, he'll take care of you. Yes, absolutely. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. A good manager should take care of you. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Next week, I think... I've been having some thoughts recently uh, about what makes a good manager. Yeah. Front of house, back of house, whatever it is. Right, an actual good manager. Right. And not what makes a bad manager... Not someone to stand around and supervise. Right. I think we're going to talk about that next week. Please, because I've, I've got issues with when I was a supervisor at Cedar Point, so... That's going to be a fun episode. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Um... But yeah, I have a would you rather for this week Ooh, yeah. to end on. But just to summarize our, our concept. Yes. Because anyone actually is listening to this and wants to fund this, uh, real quick going into it, <laughs> I'm going to be as clear as possible because apparently when I say these words, they come out and sound different. Yes. Uh, I'm not trying to fucking work no 80 hours a week anymore. I stepped away from managing kitchens for a minute because I wanted some life back. Uh-huh. So if you are interested in funding this, I will participate. Absolutely, but I ain't gonna be the only mother. We ain't gonna be the only motherfuckers in that kitchen doing everything. Doing everything. That shit ain't gonna last. You get six months of my time before I start like, oh shit, Frosty might murder someone. Let's avoid that. I'm trying to focus on my mental health. Right. But just to summarize, we have a relative like a, a style evocative of the 1920s. Yep. Uh, Meant to be evocative of a speakeasy because mm-hmm. of Everson's history of prohibition. Yep. Uh, it gives that feel if you've been invited into yeah, you know, a, little, a secret club. A secret club. I mean, that would be fun if there was a secret menu cocktail or something like that. Right, that yeah. you had to know the password. Mm-hmm. Like an actual speakeasy. Like you have to say a specific phrase and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I'll get you that thing right now. Like there's a place in the city called the Wiener Circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't know if they, I don't know if they still do it. But... If you went there and you asked for a chocolate milkshake, so, or, I'm sorry, chocolate shake, uh-huh. something happened. Yeah. <laughs> all I know is the owner is a, a big old black woman, uh-huh. and all I know is they won't let you film it, they won't let you talk about it. I, I, I don't know what the answer is. You got it. But something happens, it's apparently sexual. <laughs> Everyone, I mean, I don't... If you and could get along like this, it'd be amazing, because yeah. everyone in the whole world is like, you just gotta go and do it. You just go and do have it. Have to go do it. Yeah. I've never gone and done it. And it makes me want. I'm just curious. I, yeah. I want to need to know what happens. I don't know if they still do it or not, but there's no way to answer that question otherwise. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of cocktails, we've got mocktails and, you know. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. The non alcoholic drinks. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I mean, fuck it. I'm putting my slushy machine in this restaurant. I'm going to fuck. We can have a classy slushy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? Uh, a red and black color scheme. Mm-hmm. Black linen napkins, definitely. Uh, what about like a deep purple since Northwestern ooh, is purple? Yeah, that's great. That is a good idea. I like that. Right. Uh, so, yeah, a nice deep, almost royal purple. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then nice black, moody lighting, moody atmosphere, things like that. We've got my fried potato salad, my kale mm-hmm. broccoli salad, a nice garden house salad. Yeah, garden uh, salad. Yeah, like garden salad. salad. That's good. Yeah. Uh, the spinach salad from the club with that hot bacon dressing. Mm-hmm. A real old traditional Caesar salad. Mm-hmm. Like an Asian style smoked salmon. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, some sort of takoyaki style risotto fritters. Mm-hmm. Uh, dueling spring rolls. The pigs in the blanket, the Chicago style, and the Plank, traditional, traditional, more yeah. traditional spring roll. Uh, the mini pizza puffs. Right. Some version of a mac and cheese. Right. Some version of a nacho, mm-hmm. which you could have a lot of fun with. I mean, I just like playing with nachos. <laughs> it's fair because it's just toppings. As right, well. exactly, so, yeah. Cheese and toppings. God, you have so much fun with that. <coughs> um, Fruit pizza. Oh, God, you could almost do like a, like a bimbimbap nacho, maybe? I can't remember what bimbimbap is, though. It's like... A like bunch of different sandwich. pickled vegetables, uh, some beef, some rice, and then like a fried egg on top with some hot chili paste over everything. Okay. Real good. Uh, or, ooh, like a bibimbap mac and cheese would be really fucking yeah. good. Yeah, I can see that. That one I'm going to write down because I just want to make that. <laughs> bibimbap. And then we have your mother's fruit pizza or some variation of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, a nice pool table in back. I wouldn't mind some arcade games, right. but darts is a bit more on theme for a 1920s kind of feel to right. it. Uh, you know, I'd want to be open as late as possible. I want to just be like, I, I, I think having it be like a homey, chill-ass bar is good. Because uh, there's just there's just nowhere to go in Evanston where you can just hang out. Right. So, yeah, that would be... Effectively, my first draft at creating a restaurant in a space we were familiar with working with. Yes. Uh, yeah, anyone out there who likes that idea? Basically, all these ideas are fucking free. I don't care. Like, Mostly. Like, if there's something I really want to do, I ain't telling you guys about it. That's fair. Uh, but if anyone wants, like, here's the thing. If you steal our ideas from our free-ass podcast, right. you're the dick. Well, you're the dick, and that means we're doing something right. Right. Yeah. I mean, fucking whatever. Mm-hmm. Cream always rises at the top, and I am full of cream. I am leaking cream every day. <laughs> Not on that note. Yes. Would you rather? <laughs> would you rather eat my cream? No. <laughs> <laughs> or my pudding? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have an understanding of what pudding is, and I don't want it. Uh, I've, eaten, I've eaten plenty of pudding in my life. You, you prefer cream then? Uh, I mean, yeah. I'm a full of cream, not bad. What's your would you rather? Yep. <laughs> would you rather? Yeah. Hang on to the hot pipe that you use to drain the fryers with for 30 seconds every time you drain the fryers. Uh, your hand won't get damaged. Right. You won't, you'll just feel the pain. Okay. And, you, and you can't get used to it. That's different. You'll always feel the pain. I'm usually more worried about the scarring, like, can't use my hand anymore after a thing. Maybe, maybe it's like 24 hours, mm-hmm. it's it's damaged, okay. I might give you that, maybe. Uh, 
or maybe like for the rest of the night, it's going to be uncomfortable. Right. Uh, that still sucks. But keep, keep yeah. going. Yeah. Or, and the, 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 that one has to be bad to, to clarify how bad I think the other one is. Okay. Or would you rather have to light all the pilot lights at the beginning of every single shift every day? Hmm. Yep. For all of you out there who've never worked in the kitchen, there's a reason this is a hard question to answer. Because <laughs> lighting pilot lights are terrible. fucking sucks. Yes. The, the right side, I think I told you this a while ago, the mm. right side of the flat top went out and just would not light. Yep. Would not light. Had to get it fixed. Like, we were working a couple, like, I think we worked the weekend with one side. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> with one side. Which, it sucked. When you, when, when, when half the flat top goes down, you don't have half a flat top. You have, like, a fucking quarter of a flat right, top. Yeah. Because the only, it doesn't, he, for some reason, he on a flat top does not fucking translate through the metal. <laughs> no. It just, well, it, it does. But not but. well, man. Like, it ain't the same. <laughs> no, it's not the same. But I'm saying it was still like, because when you turn off the flat top, because the pilot lights are still on, the metal is still kind of hot. Mm-hmm. Right? So the, it, there was a weird middle part. Sure. That was lukewarm. Uh, it was kind of warm. It wasn't hot as it should have been, but it definitely wasn't cold. I mean, you know, you know how I like my heat. Sure. In the kitchen, yes. You know how I like my burners. You know how hot yeah. I like my flat top. Turn your burners all the way up, all the time. Like it ripping, like, like all the time, all the time. And just drop a pan on it and then walk away. Oh, <laughs> like, everything scorched. Yep. And that's when I come over, turn it on a little bit. <laughs> Have to. I know. I know. Have to. I appreciate someone looking out for yeah. me. Yeah. And I come back and then turn it back turn up. Back up. <laughs> and then it's perfect. Yeah. We complement each other so well. Do I really want to do it? It's funny that I'm the ice in this equation and I yeah. just like that shit ripping hot. Well, I mean, you feel like you well, when you get really cold, it almost feels hot. When yeah. you get really hot, it almost feels cold. That's true. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Maybe it's because I'm, I'm always in my icy crypts. That I require such heat. Sure, yeah. To warm myself from time to time. I am always cold. (laughs) Cold blooded need heat. Exactly. Chef Frosty, man. I need that warmth. I want to feel the warmth, (laughs) but I can't. I (laughs) hurt so cold. The other day, I can't can't remember what I picked up. Oh, it was was a chicken wing. Of course it was. Uh, Someone was, like, trying to do some shit in the fryer, Mm. and... These like these two chicken wings were stuck together. He just couldn't shake it apart. Right. So I just grabbed one and picked it off. Yeah. Yeah. And he just was like, "What the fuck, dude?" Because I I was basically putting my hand in boiling liquid. Right. I remember the day that I was doing chips, mm-hmm. and nobody else was there. And I saw a bunch of like tortilla chips were bunched together, so mm-hmm. I just moved them with my hand. And mm-hmm. I was like, I just put my hand in fucking right. boiling right. fryer <laughs> grease. Ugh. Goddamn chef hands. Yeah. You you do gain that resistance. I I accidentally burn people all the time. Handing them hot yeah. yeah, I always tell them, like, this is hotter than you think it is. Yeah. And they're like, it's fine, you're touching it. Right. And then, like, I remember one time I was making dinner for an ex-girlfriend. Uh, and I picked up something, and I was, like, going to the sink, and she was like, oh, I'll wash it for you. I'm like, this is hot. <laughs> and she was like, it can't, you're holding it in your hand, it can't be that hot. I'm like, I promise you it's hot. Mm-hmm. And she was like, it, it's not that hot. I'm like, sure. Grab it with a towel, that's all yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> I'm going to put it down on this burner, you uh-huh. fucking take it if you want. So she picked it up and immediately dropped yeah, it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, first of all, half of the battle is just, it's like Lawrence of Arabia. The trick's not minding that it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> just get used to the fact it's going to yeah. hurt me. Yeah. Uh, but the other half is, yes, I've just, the nerves are gone. Mm-hmm. And at this point, 
I, mean, I can still feel pain. The worst is when you get a cut. Yeah. And the cut's like healing. You have that like the first layer of skin gone. So you have that open, exposed pink skin. Yeah. That when it touches, because that's the only spot that hurts. Yeah. Like, oh, this is how hot that actually is. Yes. Bro. Gotcha. <laughs> that sucks. Oh, it, there's nothing worse than exposing a wound to heat. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. But yeah, I uh, I think I'd rather if I if if I only got to deal with the pain in my hand for like the rest of the night, or if I got if I definitely have no damage at all in my hand and I just have to feel the pain. Yeah, I'm hanging on to that fucking boiling 500 degree pipe versus lighting the pilots every shift. It, it's. To me, the the issue is, do I want to deal with annoyance at night or in the morning? To me, the annoyance is, do I want to deal with this annoyance every day or once in a while? Uh, well, I guess that's fair. And also, do I want to spend 30 seconds dealing with this annoyance or do I want to spend 30, to, <laughs> 30, 30 minutes to an hour <laughs> dealing with this every day? <laughs> I can take 30 seconds of pain three times a week mm-hmm. versus... An hour of just annoying bullshit every... I would quit if I had to fucking light the pilots every day. That is a good point. It's not like I'd filter the fryers every day. Right. I guess I'll have to agree with you on this one. Yeah. For once. Yeah. <laughs> I was curious <laughs> what the answer would be. Because I know a lot of people would be like, why would, you, just, why would you want to hold on to a hot pipe? Right. Why wouldn't you just light the pilot lights? It can't because be lighting hard. the pilots are terrible. It's a nightmare. It's <laughs> it the is worst a nightmare. Thing. And your fingers, <laughs> and you're just holding the fucking button yeah. in, and there's the groove on your fucking yeah. thumb. After a while. <laughs> it looks like a little burn anyway. It's like, right. oh, my forearms are killing me, and I jack off all the time. <laughs> How is this that hard? See, if you have a cut in this situation, it still hurts, too. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> like, you're trying to figure out a way to, like, hold the button and then, like, switch hands. you got to like, right. keep it pressed yeah, in. Keep it pressed in, switch you over. Have, you have to press it in with all of your strength. Yeah. It's like you're fighting off fucking Mjolnir returning to <laughs> Thor's hand. Like, it's just not fun at all. I like, you, sometimes it'll just, like, decompress without you even noticing. Yep. Yeah. And you think you've been sitting there holding it for, like, ten minutes. Yep. Like, no, it's only been, like, two. <laughs> Fucking sometimes, it just goes off for no reason mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And you have to relight that shit. Oh, it's just oh. a pain in the ass. If they got an auto-igniter and that doesn't work. Right. And it's, like, oh, the my pilot's, God. like, deep in a tiny little, like, yep. Penny size hole, mm-hmm. you have to light a piece of paper, or try and light a fucking stick, and right. like hopefully it goes in there and the hood vents don't blow it out. Yeah, no shit. Uh, or where you're trying to <laughs> press the gas on, hopefully that doesn't blow it out. Yeah, no, sh- no shit. That's the worst. <laughs> when the own gas, how are you right. igniting? Exactly. You're pure methane at this point, man. Come on. Oh. It's the worst. If I sucked on that for fucking 30 <laughs> seconds, I'd be dead. How are you not igniting? Oh. It's, uh, it's just somebody out there is an evil motherfucker. <laughs> Designing pilot lights the way they do. Right. Uh, oh. God damn. And some of them are not, like, designed to actually fit, like, a stick lighter in Right. Them. Yeah. Or, or, or maybe they've got, like, two holes, but those two holes aren't lined up. And, right. like, the back one's smaller yeah, than yeah, the front yeah. one. It's like, what? Why? Why? <laughs> How about this? Just a little light bulb. Yeah. Just a little light bulb in there so I can see where the fucking holes yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to light the fucking stick <laughs> it's like to see where you're at. where you're going. <laughs> and I made it in there. Is it far enough? Nope, it went too far. Oh. <laughs> Things only a chef fucking like yeah. bitches oh, about. Man. Really understands the pain of. 
You don't know pain until you've tried to light a pilot light. When it won't light. It's like having a child. It's like, just light. I don't care. <laughs> don't. Just shh. Just, uh, just go, go to sleep. We can do whatever you want. Sleep. Just light for me, please. I'll take you to the park. I won't call you a piece of shit ever again. <laughs> you do uh, start doing bargaining. Right? I promise I'll clean you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. Just work today. That's the worst when it's fucking... When the... When the grease mm-hmm. buildup around the the fucking thing yeah. that you're pushing in the button yeah. is too much that it sometimes it can't go pushed in all the way, all the way right and sometimes it like decompresses too slowly mm-hmm. so it doesn't catch the right way so it's like god damn it uh, <laughs> uh, I got you lit <laughs> you're the problem now <laughs> it's me mm-hmm. hi I'm the problem it's me ah <laughs> uh, all right. I think we've we've more than sufficiently covered a lot a, a lot of things today. Uh, so yeah, if anyone enjoyed hearing just chefs go through the process of trying to come up with a quick restaurant concept, uh, concept and menus are the basis of what we just did. Yeah, uh, you know, and hey, if this was fun. You want to like see us expand on that idea? Yeah. I know, I know, graphic designers. I we could put together an entire. Pre, like thing for you if, mm-hmm. if you're interested in seeing literal start to finish if you want this to be the first part of a series like I said we're gonna post on Instagram a little thing a little, right. little Instagram thing you're, you're pretty good at Minecraft right yeah you can technically design what it looks like yeah I mean absolutely absolutely I could mm-hmm. I mean fuck I, I know some interior designers I know we could I'm not saying we could make this restaurant happen <laughs> but we could make this restaurant happen if we had the infinite yeah, I mean, we could definitely, for one night, we could put together this restaurant. Mm-hmm. So, if that's a journey you want to see us go down, let us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, if you want to contribute to a Patreon or some shit, or like a GoFundMe, let us know that too. Yeah. Uh, one night only event in Evanston, who knows? But, at very least, this was a fun experience for us. I had a lot of fun trying to come up with some bullshit. Mm-hmm. I think we got a lot of food ideas. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely, forward to trying we're definitely going to try some of these <laughs> on our YouTube channel, Less Tasted. Right. Check us out if you want to see that. It's all coming. We got big plans. Oh, it's coming, all right. It's, it's coming. The cream. Full of cream. So much cream. <laughs> I hope you're not lactose intolerant because you're about to get a mouthful of cream. <laughs> but yeah, this has been Kitchen Open Late, but the kitchen is now closed. So get the fuck out. Peace.